You're listening to the Paul Meta Report. I'm Jacob Cullum, and we're joined by USDGC Tournament Director Jonathan Poole. Jonathan, thanks again for coming in. Thank you very much. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the um, the United States Disc Golf Championship and you know it's, how it's being held at Winthrop. Um, so I'm joined here with Jonathan Poole, and you're one of the initial founders of the USDGC, correct? Correct. Co-founder and event director for all 23 of them. So, uh, yep. Right, right. Still still doing it. Oh, yeah. Um, And so you're the tournament director. And um, so I just wanted to ask you a couple questions about you personally. I saw on the website that you have your own podcast called The Upshot, correct? Um, I do not have my own. Um, I actually was on The Upshot podcast. Okay, yeah, that's what I saw then. Yeah, I don't have one that uh, that I actually, you know, kind of manage myself. I've kind of made the rounds here in the disc golf podcast uh, land this right. this, this year. So, uh, but that was definitely one of the ones that I was on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I also wanted to ask you a little about um, so Harold Duvall, who's definitely like a local figure in our. I'm from Rock Hill, so he's definitely someone like a family friend of my family. Honestly, um, are you you're familiar with Harold, right? Yeah, I actually, um, you know, Harold was just getting his business off the ground here in Rock Hill. And, right. Um, I, I went to work for him in January of 97, and then we ran the Worlds that year, and which finished at Winthrop. And then we started planning and kind of preparing for, you know, I, I wanted to create a new a new major that didn't float around each year from city to city. And um, so he and I put together a proposal for the Professional Disc Golf Association, and that's what paved the way for for the USDGC. But so I've worked with Harold. I mean, we were, I think I was the fourth person that he had on staff, and Man. we're about 60 employees now. So we, we've grown quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, track. we're familiar with him, and I've seen, you know, how much Anova, Anova he does own Anova, right? Yeah, well, he's um, it's interesting story, and that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, he's one of he's one of the original owners of Innova Champion Discs that was formed in California. He's the owner of Carolina Flying Discs. So basically, what he did when he was he came to Charlotte, and this was in '86, um, to play in the World Championships when it was at, in Charlotte, and that's when he met Elisa, who would later become his wife mm-hmm. and so he moved across country uh so he left southern california moved to rock hill and um and started carolina flying discs which is actually a customer of innova so we all kind of operate under the innova umbrella but gotcha. technically they're t- they're two separate companies okay yeah that's i actually didn't know that that's pretty cool um i actually want to ask too you were talking about um the usdgc or i'm sorry usdgc being a major like would you compare that if you were talking about like uh, like uh, golf i guess like the u.s open like when you're talking about the pdga is that like the umbrella term for the entire um organization and then the, the uh the championship at winter being one of the major events correct correct i mean the the pdga is sort of a a hybrid of you like in golf they're they're kind of like the usga right in that, right in, in that they they make the rules and they, they sanction the events. And then it's like the PGA, um, you know, in that it's also, you know, like the player organization for for all skill, you know, for all skill levels, but they're the ones who assign the, 
sanctioning status. And so we've been a major um, ever, you know, ever since we we started. And so, you know, that's one of the really neat things about Winthrop that, um, you know, is, is really kind of a fun fact. I mean, not only is this the 23rd USDGC, this is the 28th major at Winthrop. And, oh, really? You know, I don't know that there's another venue in existence that's hosted even, you know, double digits. Like right, I don't yeah. know of another venue that's hosted 10 majors, much less, you know, pushing, pushing 30. Right. Um, so, so Winthrop, you know, as a result of, of the USDC really is in a league of its own. And I think a lot of people would be interested to know. Um, I know a lot of students that I've talked to always just ask, like, why Winthrop? What, what was it about, you know, Winthrop's course? Why did y'all choose to? Because um, it, it was created in 1999, right? The Winthrop course, correct? Yeah, well, the, um, the, the goal, it was known originally as the gold course. The gold now course, there, right. Yeah, the Winthrop Lakefront course was actually designed and built by Harold in the, you know, the late, 80s i want to say 89 90s somewhere in there was kind of oh. when they really first started talking about this and and put in a shorter course that you know for beginner course really that just wrapped around the lake and um you know you know like i said i started playing and or i started working and i was traveling and playing but i was also working for harold that was 97 and a buddy of mine who was a student at winthrop at the time we started playing like combining holes to make this safari course just to just to change it up because it was so we were playing multiple times a week out here and so we would play the lake course together and then when we got back around to the shack we would start combining holes and make (laughs) another like and i don't know if you remember this or not but there used to be a place called snow biz down on the oh yeah oh do i remember snow biz that's crazy that you said that so that's where the gold course came from. Is yeah. This guy, Matt, Matt Kamaruskas, who graduated from Winthrop, he and I would play around on the lake, and then we played this these safari holes for a snow biz. So it's like whoever won the safari holes at the end, yeah. had to go, you know, we had to go buy the other person a, a snow, biz. Know, a snow yeah. biz. And so that's really kind of where it came from. So like the, the iconic hole number you know, number five, it's a par five where you actually play all the way along the water and then out on the peninsula. Like that was, that goes all the way back to the snow biz days. I mean, that was a combination of two different holes and we're like, well, let's play that. That's an awesome par five. That's so cool. And, um, and so, and Matt was, it's funny, Matt wasn't a great golfer necessarily at that time, but he could throw it forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just had a blast creating these long combination holes and, that's really what planted the seeds. And I was like, Harold, I think we ought to think about extending this course and having true par fours and par fives. Right. And that, and that's exactly, you know, here we are two decades later, still playing those same holes. Just, just no snow biz. Man, that's so cool that you mentioned that. I can't believe you brought up snow biz. That's a blast from the past for sure. Um, so while we're talking about the Winthrop course, um, how, how much has it changed over the you know the past twenty three years? I, I know I read online on uh, the USDGC website that it was saying the course is definitely catered to more creativity and shot placement rather than like distance. Um, other than the par five that we were talking about, but um, has anything changed over the years like drastically as we've gotten like more popularity for the event, or has it stayed exactly the same? It's definitely changed. Um, you know, the the flow of the course has not changed that much in terms of like where, you know, where the course actually goes and out around the Coliseum and all that. But 
there definitely has been a lot of subtle tweaks along the way because the players are getting better. The te- you know the disc technology, you know the discs are improving. People are throwing them farther, and um, and then we put up a lot of a lot of OB rope um, to make what is otherwise a fairly open course a right. lot tighter. And so we're always kind of tweaking the ropes a little bit. And you know now we've got these posts in the ground that you know that you know, just force you to be a little more creative in and around the greens. And even this year, like for people driving up and down Eden Terrace, if you look over as you pass by the baseball stadium, you'll see a tee out in the middle of that open area. And it would be like without these posts, it would be just a wide open shot. Right. Um, But Harold put in five posts that are, um, you know, it, it looks sort of like, bushes i mean it's got this green stuff wrapped around it but like when you stand on that tee there are five poles like right in your face that you have to throw you basically pick a lane and you have to throw through there right um so it's just like things like that we're always looking to provide the best possible test and the best challenge but also the most fair test of a player's skills so we're always doing little things just to keep the players on their toes. Yeah, I bet so. Uh, keep things interesting, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I got enough from you. I'll let you go. I'm so sorry again that that took so long. Um, I appreciate you so much for stopping in and talking. Yeah, yeah no problem. And if you have any other questions, just let me know. Um, you know, this was this certainly works out fine for me just to do it to do it by phone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Paul Matter Report, and I'm Jacob Cullum, and we were joined today by USDGC Tournament Director Jonathan Poole. Jonathan, thanks again for coming in. Thank you very much. And thank you for telling us more history about the USDGC and Winthrop's role in the annual tournament. And we'd like to uh, hear back from you soon, all right? Thanks again. That's awesome. Take care. You're listening to the Paul Matter Report.